You can now listen to the podcast on a new Stitcher Radio widget right on our homepage at www.esuccess-methods.com. We've also finally added some purchase options on our product page, including some tools and templates that may be of use to you as a manager or consultant. Included is a donation-slash-sponsorship link with bronze, silver, gold, and platinum levels starting just at $10. Your purchase will help keep this program alive and free to listeners like you. Please check it out. And as always, thanks for listening. Welcome to the E-Success Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical world of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 171, Disc Over Demaic, we review the basics of the disc personality types and discuss when you should be, quote, someone else for the sake of your project. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast, Table of Contents, at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. Hey, Jacob, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Jacob, I'm doing fantastic. Jacob, remember the disc profile? Oh, yes. We've spoken about it. A couple times, but we haven't gone into much depth. I know at the time that we first introduced it, we basically said, hey, there's a lot of different options for you to research this on your own. Um, maybe people did, maybe people didn't. We're going to go a little bit deeper into it this time. Okay. And may I ask why? Well, <laughs> um, there are there. So as we go through the disc model, there's different personality types that we all tend to gravitate toward. And mm-hmm. and in my experience, there's a certain type that tend to gravitate toward uh, Lean and Six Sigma and and some in project management. And then it's anecdotally, uh, people who are prefer to do that type of work. Uh, but they don't necessarily – that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best at it. That just means that they tend to gravitate toward it. And, and really the point of this is, hey, they're all important. And we talked about this in, in bringing, a, bringing a team together and want to have a decent mix – but it's also important that even as the project leader, you don't just stick with uh, what are your own dominant traits all the time. You have to know when it's time to give up, at least for a short time, what your dominant traits are in order to, uh, I'll call, invoke the strengths of a different personality type. Are you encouraging a project leader or a black belt to be a split personality person? <laughs> Only temporarily. <laughs> Call it temporary insanity. Okay. So we did have some, uh, it's just briefly some where we had spoken about uh, the disc model in the past. We have episode four and five, which is Demaic versus Just Do It, where you did kind of an overview of uh, the disc model. Stakeholder analysis in episode 25. Yep. Episode 28 and 29, presentation planning. This is about knowing your audience and knowing what their disc profile is. That way you can communicate properly to them. And then episode 36, where we talked about team building. Mm -hmm. So this time we're going to do a little bit more detail into uh, what disc is and then to see how, if we overlay the disc personality profile, uh, at what point going through a Demaic project, do we want to be more of a D or more of an I, more of an S, more of a C. Now, this isn't necessarily to change your personality, but this is to maybe double-check yourself and say, okay, am I am I doing the right thing now? Should I be moving on or should I be holding back and listening more or should I be uh, getting into more detail? Um, and then, so we're going to go through a little bit of that. 
Excellent. All right, so have you heard of any of these other similar assessments that sort of mirror the disk, but they're a little bit different? Well, the one thing I keep hearing a lot is about the Myers-Briggs model, which uh, one of my coworkers is a, is a big proponent of it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, it's a little bit more, I think there's like eight, eight letters or eight categories on how you look at it. And, but from what I've heard, I, I haven't dug too much into it, mm-hmm. but from what I'm here, that's very, very similar, except it differentiates more on the, the characteristics of the individual. Uh, which is what this is also in a different way, but yeah. Okay, so there's there's a I think I'm an IN, INTP for Myers Briggs. Have you done the Myers Briggs for yourself? I have not actually. Okay, I should one of these days. You're probably like an ES, ESTJ. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. You, you, mean, <laughs> you mean exactly opposite from you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually on the cusp of most of them, but. Uh, that basically, uh, I the I is for introverted, the E is for extroverted. Introvert extrovert. Yeah. So they're basically, yeah, they're somewhat binary on each level. Yeah. Um, these other ones that are kind of like the disc, I've, I've heard of people, I'm calling it spirit animals, but there are other ones out there that use a four, uh, a combination of four different animals rather than four letters for, okay, let's just talk about disc is, D is for dominance. I is fluent for influence, S is for steadiness, and C is for conscientiousness. Now, there are similar values that we tend to equate with animals that are out there. So uh, a D is equated with a lion, an I, a peacock, an S, a golden retriever, which is a very loyal dog, and C as an owl, which is supposed to be very wise. And then there's sometimes I've seen it where... Instead of the golden retriever, they use a lamb. Sometimes instead of a peacock, they use an otter. And instead of an owl, they use a beaver. And there's a new one that I saw, which is a bolt, which uses a bull for the D, owl for the C, S, the lamb for the S, and T. So basically, there's a a ton out there um, that Mm -hmm. pretty much mirror what the disc profile is. But however you want to visualize it, they're kind of saying the same thing i'm surprised they call tiger as influential though yeah <laughs> yeah I, 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 didn't, I didn't quite get that either <laughs> maybe a monkey i can yeah. i can go with uh, tiger I, I just maybe because they're majestic looking and i i, I really I, I had a hard time with that one yeah like i would i would probably put the tiger in the dominant side right more than influential yes. but you know who, who am i to say uh, and and then I I use actually the Dare profile as part of training uh, at work, which is a lot like the disc. It does correlate well to the disc. Only it uses terminology. It's a it's a much shorter survey, and it uses terminology that's not so confusing, I guess. So D for driver, uh, A for analytic, which is equivalent to a C in the disc model. Mm-hmm. R for relator, which is equivalent to the S in disc. And E for expressive, which is equivalent to the I in DISC. So there are many out there, and I think there's there is some correlation with Myers Briggs and some others that are out there. So, but we're primarily, we're just going to talk about DISC because it's pretty popular, and it's pretty much the first one that I was exposed to, uh, other than Myers Briggs. And of course, it's your favorite. Why don't you, Why don't you just say that out loud? Too? Well, I think it's my favorite because it was the first. <laughs> it's my favorite because it's my first. 
Got it. Uh, and I spent a lot of time trying to understand it after you and I went through black belt training. It was it was pretty key part of uh, our black belt training. But in my opinion, they made it a key part of the training, uh, which was different than the training I had had before. So uh, I'm finding I'm finding it's pretty useful. Hmm. All right. So uh, can you walk us through some of these typical behaviors for these disc characteristics? Absolutely. So, you know, so D is that dominant or dominant sort of a, a personality uh, that comes through. So what are some of the characteristics or behaviors that you would see in them? Uh, one of them is you're definitely looking for that visionary or that big picture person, very, very direct and blunt or blunt. At the end of the day, the dominant person is the one who you're going to go to for the decision or for the authority because they feel like they're the ones who can make that decision at this at the point. Dominant people are also, in many cases, risk takers. They don't mind the challenge. Um, they, in fact, they thrive in that sort of an environment. And of course, uh, this is this is a group of people where if you're trying to give them the the detailed explanation for everything, they were like, cut to the chase and give me the bullet point version. I just need the summary or the cliff note version. I got it from there. So they're most likely, you can call them the impatient people as mm-hmm. well. That's what you typically see in a dominant sort of a person. The second group is the influential or the influence, which is the eyes. Um, they are the enthusiastic uh, group who is always having a lot of energy um, and trying to gear everybody else around them. Always optimistic. Um, they always see the glass as half full and not as half empty. Is the social or the collaborative kind of people? I think if you try to let them do something themselves, they will probably be miserable. But if you put them in a group, they'll make sure that everybody in the group gets the things done. Uh, they don't like to be ignored, so they don't want to be sitting in a corner by themselves. Or they don't—they're not happy when people are not collaborating with them. If let's put it that way. And uh, they, of course, are very keen on being known as the person or being known as the influencer or being known as a uh, as a status oriented person. You know, like you come to you come to Aaron, you'll get the things done. You know, that's what they want to be known as. And that's what they want to be seen as. You are listening to E6S Methods podcast brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. We interrupt this commercial with a different commercial. Consider it a reward for not fast-forwarding through my commercials. We are giving away books for free. All you need to do is email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at e6s-methods.com with your name and email, and I will randomly select a name to win a free book. I'll even pay for the shipping. I know what you're thinking. Is this just another one of Aaron's tricks to get us to email him? Uh, uh uh-huh, yeah. Do you want the book or not? This week's book giveaway is Understanding Variation, The Key to Managing Chaos by Dr. Donald J. Wheeler. This book is brand new, never been used. The winner will be selected and contacted one week after the release of this episode. Just say, I'd like the book, please, in your message. And now, back to our regularly scheduled commercial. Are you applying for professional certification in your field? You'll be happy to learn that all this time you've been streaming Jacob and me into your ears. You've also been earning Continuing Education Units, or CEUs, which can be applied toward most professional certifications. You can do your research, all the math, and figure out which episodes are applicable for which discipline, or you can save yourself the time and hassle and just order a CEU report from us. All you need to do is provide us with which episodes you've listened to, and we'll provide you with a portfolio including details about each episode and a certificate of recognition with a CEU breakdown by competency, including leadership, tactics and tools, strategy deployment, 
and principles and philosophies. So if you have certification on the mind, start here and save some time. Just go to e6s-methods.com slash c-e-u to order yours. The next group is more the steady eddies, as you call them. You know, there's the S. It's more about the steadiness. These are the groups of folks most likely don't like change. Mm. Um, and they also don't necessarily like to be rushed. Uh, in other words, they need to think about things, do over things before they make a decision. Very, very calm. Uh, they want to make sure that everybody's bought in before you can make a change. The, it's about maintaining the standard. And I mean, before... Before I used to call it steadiness, I probably used to basically call them these are the standard people. Mm. Just give me the Toyota. Just give me the Toyota Corolla. I just need my 40 miles to the gallon. Um, I I want to make sure the car starts every day. I want to trust that this goes. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for anything fancy. They just want to maintain status quo the way it is and just keep moving. Consistency is what they love. Safe and secure. It works. Let's not change it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then. Uh, you know the the you know they also want to be the people who are who are the agreeable kind so it's not like they are the group of people who's going to voice their opinion and stand out and say well i completely disagree with your idea aaron um that's not their attitude they're more uh, i'll go with the flow if everybody wants to do it then i guess i can also make sure i will i will tag along with mm-hmm. that so they're not necessarily if you want to call them rule breakers or if you want to call them uh, folks that will challenge others. That's this is not the group you're right. looking for. And the the last group is the conscientious folks. Um, these are the the detail oriented people. Uh, they are the people who want to, you know, dot all their i's, cross all their t's, and make sure everything is thought of before they make a decision or before they do anything. This is the kind of person who wants to basically share every bit of analysis that they've done and every data point that they've gone through before they decided to make a decision and they, f- they have to explain things. <laughs> they have to explain everything. Or if they're listening to things, they want to ask all those questions. <laughs> so that's a group. That's this group over here. Uh, they are the experts. They want to be known as the experts. That's what they that's what they they thrive on. So whether it's a subject matter expert or whatever it is, they, they enjoy being that person. Very objective. Uh, and before they present anything, again, like I said, they want to dot all their T's and or dot all their I's and cross their T's because they're worried that if one thing is wrong, everything that they do is going to be questioned. Mm-hmm. So they're that that's the fear they have in them. Yeah, there's a lot of ego tied in accuracy uh, with with a high C. Definitely. So often these are they're not usually expressed as one single dominant trait, but usually they're expressed in a bit of pairs. And uh, a couple of these pairs that we have a high D high I combination tends to be uh, both likable and pushy, sort of the classic sales uh, folks that are certainly the classic sales folks that I've dealt with who are uh, extroverted, they're outgoing, and they, they kind of don't let you get away until you know they get what they wanted. <laughs> yep. And then there's high C's and high D's uh, who I think gravitate toward, uh, if they had the choice, they gravitate toward these change agent roles um, where... They mostly see the world as unfavorable, and they think they have the power to change it. They're both pushy and detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. Then the high C's and high S's, they're detail-oriented, but they kind of try to maintain the status quo and to fortify the existing processes uh, to make them um, 
unchangeable. So they're, they're a bit of a perfectionist. This combination is the one that I would say most definitely has a hard time with uh, moving things very quickly. Uh, and then there's high, 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 I, high S, which are very much people oriented. They kind of straddle the line between extroverted and introverted. They really just want to be part of everything. And um, whatever the team is doing, let's do that too, because hell, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so um, they, uh, I, I, I'm guessing they'd be very, very good at politics uh, as well. So they'll support that winning team. And it's important to know, though, that tendencies, just because a, a high C likes detail and they like maybe data analysis, that doesn't necessarily mean they'd be good at it. And also, just because a high D may not like to do data analysis, that doesn't mean they won't be good at it. Just That just means they really would rather not be. Um, but doesn't mean that they can't, right? Yeah, yeah. it's where, they, it's where they're, their preferred status. Right. So I managed to find some nice Photoshopped images of hybrid column spirit animals to sort of match these uh disc combinations so we got a we've got an owl with a lion head and and lion with a peacock mane i couldn't find a golden retriever with a peacock tail but i got one holding a peacock feather so i had a little bit mm-hmm. of fun finding these put together so if you if you prefer to think of it as you know disc as in i'm a high d high i or you just you want to say i'm a peacock lion i know what you mean <laughs> got it however you feel like uh, familiarizing yourself with uh, your personality or expressing your personality okay so jacob what are you out of these uh combinations have you uh settled on any you know i think uh the first time i did i was the i and the s so i don't know what animals that is i think it's a golden retriever combination with the la- with the pff, otter or the peacock the peacock yeah the otter. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> So, peacock golden retriever, I guess, is what I was when I, I when I first. I don't think took that's it. you anymore. I'm noticing a lot more mm. lion in you lately. <laughs> uh, that's probably my anger management that needs to come into play more than anything else. <laughs> I don't think I. I think I'm still the. I think I'm more of a D and an S now. Interesting. Uh, I've lost my I component a little bit. I think I've become boring now. So that is that is interesting, and I think that's kind of a rare combination. I've only met a couple people. Who are both D and uh, and S and and uh, I'll be honest, time. I have a hard hard time uh, making sense of it because if you look if you look down at the the next graph which shows them on the wheel, they're they're almost polar opposite <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so so what is it like being a, a D and an S? Uh, weird, because you're you're fighting constantly with yourself <laughs> on which which end you want to be on. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's part of the thing, right? Like, and but I think. A lot of the black belts can fall in this space because, you know, as a as a project manager, as a project leader, they're expected to be the the voice and the dominant person, trying to make sure everybody lines up together and gets the stuff done to show mm-hmm. the results, because that's how they're going to be measured. But at the same time, in order to make sure that things happen, they have to be more collaborative and they have to make sure things are working and they get everybody consensus and work together. That's where the study comes into mm-hmm. play. So um, I, I guess that's where I'm caught in between. I, I'm, that's probably why I even said that today. 
I have to take the test and see where I am today. I think that's bottom line. But what's also interesting is they say on some of these tests that you your personality cannot change. No, I. That's totally. <laughs> well, they say it can't change unless you had a serious, traumatic, basically a life-altering event. That's not to say that you maybe are not in the same the right quote unquote right frame of mind when you take it because some people when they take it is like well do you mean me at work or do you mean me at home and uh, I've seen mm-hmm. people be a little bit confused by uh, sort of the outcome of these things yeah but I can I can be the first to test to that so when I took it the first time I was more of SNSC mm-hmm. totally uh, because this was like within my first six months out of college I'm still learning the job. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how it needs to be done, what needs to be done, where it needs to be done. Then I took it about four years later, and I became a combination of a DN and I. That's when I was really? spending more time training, when I was spending more time working with different people. You know, it was it was a different, I guess. I, I personally had changed as a person because when I got more familiar with the role in the company, uh, became more experienced, knew what I was supposed to do and I was supposed to do, so I became, I guess, more... Directive <laughs> is probably a nicer way to say. Well, you were also a supervisor uh, of yeah. of the shop floor. Yep, yep, yep. So it did change on mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. That I mean, but I think that is more career growth. And I'm sure if I do it now, I probably get a different answer. And now you're a daddy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> those are all life. Those might qualify as life altering. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the definition of altering is. So uh, I was I started off the first time I took it as a high D high C. Um, which is just pushy and um, arrogant, and but detail oriented. So if if uh, if I saw some something that I thought somebody did wrong, I'd say, "Hey, you did that wrong." Uh, and here I have the data to prove it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't recognize any emotions that might uh, come into play in that sort of conversation. So as going through the course of trying to be a better black belt and master black belt, I've had to. I brought up my S score quite a bit, but my I score that shows up only after a few, a few whiskeys. Uh, there's not, there's not much enthusiasm until I get a few deep. So yeah, interesting. <laughs> so uh, there is there is a sort of an infographic. Anybody wants to look at the show notes that shows how all these interplay. Basically, there it's on a somewhat of a, a couple axes versus uh, outgoing. D and I on the outgoing side versus C and S on the reserve side. D and C task oriented, I and S people oriented, and sort of just puts together how how each letter is described by their dominant uh, attributes. Got it. Yep. Thanks for listening to episode 171 of the E Success Methods podcast. Stay tuned for episode 172, part two of Discover Demaic. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comment section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com, or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.esuccess-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down. <laughs>